Do you know someone struggling to figure out their mental health benefits? The Mental Health Insurance Assistance Office is here to help. Find us at insurance.ohio.gov slash G-E-T-M-H-I-A or call us at 855-438-6442. Don't wait. The Mental Health Insurance Assistance Office can help you figure out what mental health insurance benefits may be in their plan. Call us today at 855-438-6442. Legend has it, underneath the NJM Insurance offices lies a room of rejected mascot memorabilia. Is it real? No one knows. But we do know NJM is proud to put policyholders first. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. NJM. What's popping, congregation? I just feel like Beyonce has, has and Drake. They they brought oons oons, and the summer's gonna be okay. That's all. We, oh, is that oh, that was oh, oh, Parkwood? Okay, we can't sing anymore. Um, but I feel like it's just gonna be a moment this summer, guys. We're gonna dance this summer outside, mm, yes. distance, but we're gonna dance. So hard. Uh, welcome to the podcast. This is Scam Goddess Podcast, the podcast that's all about robbery and fraud and those who practice it. What a sloppy introduction for me today. I'm trying to keep y'all on y'all toes, honey. Keep the tricks guessing. Uh, this is a show about comedy and robbery and fraud and those who practice it. And maybe we love them. Maybe we hate them. We'll see. Guys, we have somebody who, if you're a 10 toes down congregation, <laughs> then this is not a voice that is going to be unfamiliar. This is an icon. This okay. is a friend of the show and the friend of the me. <laughs> And a talented queen. She's an actor, a writer, a comedian, a voiceover artist. And whoo, when y'all hear this silky, chocolatey voice that's about to come on, and well. we already hear it. <laughs> she co-hosts Confessions, the show where we read your listener letters exclusively for Stitcher Premium. It's not a scam, y'all. It's coming back, so get into it. Yeah. Congregation, please welcome back Priscilla Davies to the show. Bam, bam, bam. Can I give my own <laughs> my own Jamaican horn for myself? <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Always. Booyaka. <laughs> gunshot, gunshot. <laughs> bop, bop, bop. <laughs> always, always a pleasure to be with the congregation. Yes. I um, am so happy you're back. We're, we're here to promote our non-scam show. <laughs> we're not we- here to scam. I'm here not to scam. <laughs> First that we're definitely doing. July 14th <laughs> is when our non-scam nice. bonus content arrives. And we've already recorded some. Yes. Uh, it's good. Yeah, it's really, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> if we don't say ourselves. <laughs> Sophie, you've been on the show a few times. And obviously you co-host our, our um, bonus show. Yes. But uh, I got to ask you, what's your relationship with scams? Have you been scammed recently? Have you participated in any? See, I always forget I got to get my scam prepared. I, <laughs> I say scamming and getting scammed. Um, let me see. Um, any any scams that I've I've participated in recently or not really. Um, but, you know, I'm going to bring an old scam that you're going to be mad to hear about. Um, oh it's the it's a personal scam. It's the elevator in my building scam. Oh, my God. <laughs> This motherfucking elevator. I mean, I've been telling you this about this elevator yes, for years now. I've heard now. about this elevator for years now. You haven't moved. 
moved. You just <laughs> talk about the, like I, there's a whole sock. Go ahead. It, it, just, please truncate it though because oh, it is it, years it, worth it, of it, elevator it's drama. Years, years. Long story short, this elevator has been in and out of service nonstop nine months for one year, which is insane. And we finally got it back in business and it just never has really been back in business. And that's the freaking scam. It's like, we what can- do you mean it's back in business but it's not back in business? Like they took the auto order sign off but then it's still like, you just wait in there and it never no, comes? No, it's like, or? it's just like, no, it works but then sometimes it doesn't. And okay. so, like, so like that's when not I, something I want in a in a metal tube that's supposed oh, to transport me. Oh, I didn't even tell you about the the, the, the taped sign up on the elevator saying that uh, the elevator had been falling from one of your anonymous neighbors, and that it hasn't been inspected since 2020. Yeah. And yeah. What is this Spider Man? We don't got no Spider Man. Come get us out the shaft. Oh no. <laughs> He did that in one of the movies, right? Tom, y'all know Mr. Zendaya. He did that in one of his movies. It's either him or... about the elevator. It's either him or Santa. Someone's (laughs) got to get me down here, okay? (laughs) Who else has experience in metal tubes? Spider-Man, Santa, Um, um, Iron Man. I feel like he'd have been in a tube before. The only thing that's coming to me, which is so stupid, is particles (laughs) in the fucking accelerator. I need to get out of here. Let me go. CERN, we're looking at you, CERN. Right. Literally, uh, y'all get to editing this episode immediately because we're already out of sorts. (laughs) Remove everything I just said. So anyways, yeah, so the, the somebody's like, hey, you, you might fall out the sky or whatever. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, and it was during Mercury Retrograde when all this was going down. Oh, no, so. you definitely was going to fall out yeah, the Yeah, I didn't, for the rest of Mercury Retrograde, even into the shadow period, honey, I was like, no, I'm taking these stirs. Yeah. Taking these stirs. Get that, get them stirs. Get them steps <laughs> in on them stirs. I got them no. steps in them stirs. I'm not dying in no damn elevator. Can That's you imagine? Just, oh my God. It's so embarrassing. And like, like, look, if you died, if you or a loved one died in the elevator, I'm sorry. That's really tragic. Any way to go, you know, it's unfortunate. It's but I just would be, I would be so mad. If you're one of the eight people it's happened to, <laughs> I'm so mad. Yeah. I actually knew somebody who won a settlement from an elevator falling. Damn. Yeah, I forgot what happened, but it was a long time but ago. But wasn't it a whole moment where, like, some of y'all got together because y'all were like, okay, well, this isn't ADA compliant, this elevator not working, like, this is actually against the law, and, like, also, this is a quality of life issue. If I'm getting, like, e- you know, even if I'm a- able-bodied and I'm trying to get groceries and things up the stairs, like, people have hidden, or, you know, your muscles might not be, we need an elevator, we period. We need an elevator, <laughs> period. And, and especially the way my building is set up, the elevator's, like, on the complete opposite side from the stairs so it's just like it's a big ass headache it's not conducive to not having an elevator we did come together um but then like one of my my fucking managers narked on me because he caught me like gathering the troops <laughs> he saw you unionizing yeah i was like you got me fuck yo i was unionizing honey because this girl got caught in the elevator and after she got out i went right to her door i was like knock 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 hello it's me have a look at some of these pamphlets <laughs> Not the Jehovah Witness of the elevator union. <laughs> yes, <laughs> literally, literally. Oh, uh, I, I mean, so where is it at now? It's, so now, just... okay, we got new managers who okay. swear they're gonna do do right by us. Eh, okay. We'll see. So it's it's we're it, we're since Mercury retrograde, which was what like three weeks ago, it ended, yeah. give or take. It's been just whooping my ass, girl. <laughs> that's why I stayed away from the elevator. Um. It's so, so right now. It's 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 in, it's good. It's good, but who knows how good? 
Although I will say, I think there was one day I went downstairs and it didn't work. And I was like, well, here we go again. But <sighs> yeah. I just feel like at this point, you got to start fighting the elevator, like physically, like I punching mean, it. At this point, I'm just, just trying to fists. move. It's, it's, I'm <laughs> okay. just, that's I'm actually a better, new, new that's a better, that's a better uh, idea than punching it with fists, which is what I was going for. I don't think that would make it better, honestly. That'd make you feel better, though. It would, that's true. That's true. We're going to take a quick break for some non scam advertisements and we'll be back with our first segment. What's hot in fraud? Scams! I love fashion, okay? But we all know buying the latest and the greatest constantly is a little bit of a scam to the planet, which is why I love Newly. It's a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Sometimes you put something on the gram and you be like, oh, well, it's dead now. Well, with Newly, you can keep having fresh fits. And you're helping the planet. Try out trending styles, colors, silhouettes, and then you can send it back for something new. Okay? Come on, Newly. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles for more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. I know that's right. It's fast, free shipping and returns with professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy whatever you love, which I love that because sometimes I put on a piece and I'm like, it's mine's now. So you can buy it from Newly. I love using Newly because the free shipping, it's really quick, and the pieces are really nice quality. Also, I love that the orders, like when I got mine, it was shipped in a recyclable, reusable tote. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code GODDESS. 20. Just go to N-U-L-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's. And enter the code GODDESS20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code GODDESS20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a showstopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream are you kidding me it's giving rich okay quince is that girl y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time get into it get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess and we are back uh let's start with our first segment here what's hot in fraud this is where we warn our listeners about popping scams in the zeitgeist and more often than not we get a letter from you guys as always snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspot at gmail.com just make sure scams are tired because we don't want to what yes fuck up yo bag so priscilla as you know 
Mm. We need a fake name <laughs> for this congregate member. One of my favorite parts of the show. Yeah. Um, let's call them Lucy. Lucy. Oh, I love Lucy. Mm, me too. And I, indeed. Indeed. Lucy says, hi, love the podcast. Love you. I've always had to hold back my laughs because I'm trying to stop being loud at work, but I still listen. You better listen out at work okay. and on the clock. On the clock. Yancey said, quit your job. <laughs> Basically, this is going to be a Yancey-themed episode, episode. <laughs> so you know. Even though it's coming out way after. I feel like she's going to release these songs like episodes. Like, this is oh, going to be a whole Hulu uh, oh, yeah. drama. I forgot how radio time works. Right, they're just going to crumb it out for us. Because I've never seen somebody drop an album, no promo, one song. Then if you go to, like, the album, more songs are out now, but if you go to the album when she dropped Break My Soul, it's literally nothing. It just says untitled, untitled, untitled. Like there's, and Oh, then, really? Yeah, and then Break My Soul with a star. I said, like, how dare you? What a bad bitch. How dare you? She's a fucking bad bitch. She literally knows she can do whatever she wants. She yeah. sold us four boxes. I was like, it could be airing them boxes. I don't care. <laughs> I'm purchasing them. Beyonce told me to do it, so I'm going to do it. I don't Period. know what to tell y'all. She ran my life. So, what was the fake name we gave Lucy? Lucy. Okay, I was like, was it Beyonce? See, it was Beyonce. Infiltrating. <laughs> Lucy Beyonce. <laughs> That's her middle name. Uh, so, Lucy says, now, this makes my cousin look bad. Mm. Mm. Okay, so you, I said snitch on your friends and family. So, we snitching on a cousin today. Okay, come on, primo looking <laughs> Milo. <laughs> Let's go. Wow, all those rhymes. I'm so talented. <laughs> so, <laughs> Someone get this girl a beat. <laughs> <laughs> now, so this makes my cousin look bad, and I'm fine with that. Okay. I went to go visit her in New York, and she told me that she got us Broadway tickets. I'm excited. I love a musical. I have a back condition, which I take pain medicine for. I can go without the meds, but if I do, I have to use a wheelchair because I will walk very, very, very slowly, and I'll be in a ton of pain. Now, I just want to pause. You're visiting in New York City. Yeah. The number one scam of New York, I feel like the only <laughs> way that live theater will ever persevere is New York City. Yeah. It's the only place. Yeah. That's why Times Square, it's so crazy to me in New York, they be like, okay, y'all, hey, girls, it's going to be hot in the New York summertime, so y'all got to conserve that power by turning off the AC and turning off this. And somebody tweeted, they was like, no, nigga, y'all turn off Times Square. What you talking about conserve <laughs> okay. power? Y'all got all the lights on. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. We need an army of dads to go to Times Square and just start hitting switches. <laughs> Get all the switches. Turn the shit off. <laughs> Hit them. How you gonna tell us we gotta turn off our AC in the hot-ass New York fucking swimming-ass, fucking humid-ass summer? Right? But y'all gonna have a Coca-Cola sign on 100 feet. <laughs> Beaming right into my bedroom. <laughs> Directly into my right eye. Literally, blang, blang. <laughs> Every time I come around the city, Lil Wayne was talking about New York. Right? <laughs> it wasn't about jewelry. It's about New York. But see, like, a whole scam. So New York knows that they can keep the live theater alive by being yeah. like, you're only in New York for a short amount of time. You yeah, go <laughs> they talk like to that. To the theater. Hey, you want to go see live theater? <laughs> We've got all the kickers, all the steppers. <laughs> Welcome to New York. <laughs> We've got a very large Christmas tree. Come stand outside by it. There's too many strangers. Popcorn. Get your popcorn here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to New York. You can tell. Right. I lived there. You can totally <laughs> tell. Um, but yeah, so that's the scam. They're going to get you to go to the Broadway's, honey. And they're not wrong because Cynthia Revo had me like about to be scream crying at the mm. color purple. The mm. way she was singing, mm. she had all my hair, all the hairs on my mm. body standing up. And also they was doing the two-step. <laughs> they were swaying to the song <laughs> as well. They goosebumps, but then they also start turning up. <laughs> yes, I've been there. Yeah, so you know, we love a live theater moment. So Lucy says she 
you know, has a back condition and yeah. she kind of has to walk around a little slower than the other girls. So she's using a wheelchair sometimes. Cool. Um, now I'm I'm starting to get close to what your cousin might be. <laughs> Where the problem up is. To. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now I get it. I feel like I might be very close to what Prima was was about to be doing. So I wasn't planning on bringing my wheelchair on the trip, but she told me bring it in case you get tired of walking in the city. Okay, good reason. Thanks for thinking of me. Now she's not wrong. This, this New York is very walk. Yeah. So the morning after I got into the city, I go to take my beds, but they're not in my bag. I look all over for them, but I can't find Wait, them. Wait, she goes to get her what? Her meds. Oh, meds. So remember, she can take, if she takes her little pain meds, then she, she can need, need the chair, the chair as it. much. So she goes to, you know, pop a little pain meds or whatever, and they're gone. Okay. <laughs> I'm already... Con- what kind of family you got? <laughs> Listen, all, all kinfolk ain't kinfolk. <laughs> <laughs> I know that, bitch. Okay. Okay, sometimes we be at Christmas at one of my auntie's house who shall not be named, and everybody know you got to keep your purse with you because some of them niggas be stealing. Ooh-wee. Some family reunions, like, people be stealing. I'm okay. just saying, I may or may not have a bite mark on my ass from one of my cousins. That's, hey, neither here Has nor there. Has one of my cousins shot the other cousin with a BB gun? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, what okay, do you mean? I mean have we thrown firecrackers at each other? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, we're insane. We're from the South. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, sometimes you got to clutch your little pearls when you're around your family because all family ain't family mm. and the same. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Y'all done seen the Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> family don't be family in sometimes. So the meds are gone. I look all over for them, but I can't find them. I'm a forgetful person, so I blame myself and warn my cousin that I may need the chair later, but I was going to the show that night without it. She told me to bring it and that she'd help me. We get to the show, and I'm in my chair, scooting along. When we get to the box office, my cousin asks if we can change our seats to the handicapped seats because I'm in a wheelchair and she has standing room tickets. (laughs) Wow. First of all, I didn't even know they had standing room on Broadway. You can stand for a whole musical play. That sounds terrible. That's yeah. What the hell <laughs> this, is that? It's not like a concert. Like it's some dialogue in I between. You just gonna be standing. Sh- what show is this? You are gonna be leaning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's horrific. I don't know if I want to be standing room only. Is always just like, oh, guys. I got my elbows up on the stage. They're like, <laughs> sister, you been home? I'm like, mm-hmm, sister. What else? My feet hurt. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't know they did stand room. That's not. I thought that was just a concert thing. Okay. Look, Broadway's going to get these coins. They said, if you only have enough to stand, <laughs> you can come watch this Hamilton and do a two-step in this pit. <laughs> I love this. Uh, it's hilarious. So she's like, let me change the tickets because obviously it would be a little bit more inconvenient to have to stand. Box office tells her that they can't change the seats. I'm fine with standing room, and I tell her that. She starts crying to the box office associates and saying things like, this is her first show. <laughs> She's always been discriminated against because of her chair. You are being ableist. Wow. And I'm watching in shock as I'm pushed towards the front of the theater to the handicapped seats. Mm. Cousin is not wrong. Right. I kind of stand with cousin. Of course. Because even though you can choose, you have the the privilege of being able to choose the times that you want to use this chair. Some people don't. And it don't matter what, like, if you pull up, they need to accommodate you. There needs to be a place like my friend, you know, Santina. 
Yeah, I've learned so much from her just oh, about too. being in a chair and what it's like. And she was like, and now I like look at places and if they're you not accessible, like I'm yeah. like, where where the fuck is the? Hold on, why is it only stairs? Like yeah. <laughs> OnlyFans only stairs? No, <laughs> you need to you need to have ramps. Like you need to have like elevators. Like it needs yeah. to be. And I never really noticed before the privilege. And then she said something wild to me, which I'll never forget. What she was like being in the disabled community is the only minority that anyone could join at any time. Mm. I was like, well, God damn. oh, you preaching, preaching. She was preaching. She was preaching, preaching. And I was like, that yo. Was so even though your cousin is taking care or taking advantage of a situation that yeah. is very real and unfortunate, maybe her scam <laughs> will lead to the next person who doesn't have the option of standing, you know, to get better treatment. Maybe they won't <laughs> just like assume that you'll be fine with standing room where you got to literally be Unless you directly in front, people gonna be standing in front of you. I'm sh- like, I'm short as hell. Yeah. My torso's short, so if I even sit in a seat that's like not too close to the front, I won't be able to see over the tall man with his long ass oh my back, God. back you know, long as hell in front of me. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, back longer than slave than racism. <laughs> back back longer than everything. I'm not gonna see shit. So like, I can't imagine being in a chair and then everybody standing around you. So. I know. I don't know, Lucy. I kind of agree with your cousin. Your cousin's an advocate. Well, what <laughs> did did we find out what happened with the drugs? Okay, so let's keep going. Okay, because I because I haven't made my decision yet. Because okay, it's, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm pretty like, sure. I feel like she mentioned that for a reason. She tapping on my heartstrings too. She's scamming me. <laughs> so she said, she said you're being ableist. And then I'm watching in shock as they push uh, me towards the front of the theater to the handicapped seats. And I love that she hit them with the Disney and she hit them with the ableism. She was mm. like, this is her first time. She ain't never even seen no Broadway show. Mm. She ain't seen nobody tap. <laughs> she ain't seen nobody dance. She don't even know what an intermission is. Like, y'all playing. <laughs> also, y'all being ableist. Right? I'm like, you got them, girl. You got them on both sides. And the tears? Hit them with the one-two. Oh, and that's the three. That's the chaos, the tears. So I asked her why she did that, and she told me she hid my meds that morning so I'd bring the (gasps) chair and get us better seats than what she could afford. She told me she has a friend bring a fake chair to places so they can get in free or get better accommodations. I know she's still scamming, and I feel sorry for anyone who is really handicapped and might not get the accommodations because of people like her. Now I hide my meds from other people so I don't have to sit in my chair and be used to be treated better. Thanks again for the wonderful podcast. Damn. All right. God damn. Damn, Lucy, this is complicated. This is very complicated because now I'm like, I'm of two minds. Ah. I'm like, maybe you taught these people a lesson and they'll be more considerate to people who don't have the option not to use their chair or whatever they need. But at the same time, I'm like, what if there was somebody who had reserved the spot with the chair and then they pull up late or something and then they're like, oh, that spot is already taken and now they got to be in standing room and they can't even, they don't have the option of standing. I mean, and there it is. And it's exactly what she said about like, you know, you know, screwing for people who really do need. Damn, this was complicated. It's a little complicated. Because I've been thinking but, about this when I use the the bigger, you know, the bigger handicap style in the bathroom. I, gotta be I, careful. I always think of Santina. I'm like, can I? I think of use her all this? the time too. And I am I now maybe I shouldn't. You sh- you shouldn't. Okay, you shouldn't. Right. But when I go to LAX and I take the elevators because it's easier than taking the escalators. Elevators are fine. I mean, but they're not really the ele- we supposed to take the escalators. Why can't you take an elevator? Well, they're just, they're supposed to be priority for that. So I, priority, yeah. yeah. But I'll be looking around. Looking around. Yeah, I'm not going to push a wheelchair out of the way. Right. To get or a on, stroller or, you know, <laughs> to get no, on the elevator. No. Like, that's not, I mean, I'm sure there's some assholes but out there. Oh, yeah. Okay, honey. 
Oh man, I don't know. I this okay. I I would no. The I don't. The cousin is wrong. The cousin is wrong, especially because she's she doing this all. And that's why you lost me, bitch. It's one thing if she if you if she was just you know if this was a natural occurrence, like you know she hadn't taken her meds or she forgot or the meds just weren't kicking in that day. Like that's fine, you know what yeah. I mean. But for you to do that, like why not? Here's my thing. Why not say to your cousin, bitch? This is the fucking plan. Right. This is the scam. This is the scheme. Let's get our scheme on. Because also you're letting your cousin go through physical pain and then there it is that's where you lost me bitch and also you're taking away her autonomy yes. as someone in this chair and I've been reading a lot about that too where like people will move people's wheelchairs or like Oof. move them out the way or like Oof. do things like and not even ask they touch on this fighting. chair <laughs> right listen I'll be bitch oh. I will be fighting fighting scrapping every day I'll be on TikTok every day they're like oh yeah that's the lady who be fighting people like, <laughs> okay she knows she will fight you she'll I be can't your have ass someone stand too close to me in a, in a goddamn grocery line right. let alone pushing me out but the so way so you took away all of this was to be your cousin your family you yeah. took away her, all of her choice in the matter yeah. and you also put her in a physical physically painful situation yeah. so that you could get a better seat yeah. That's really selfish. It's 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 beyond selfish. It's shady. Like that's not our, like like you said nah. not all kinfolk is kinfolk and mm-hmm. that's not some kinfolk shit. Like why would you let your cousin be in pain to get a, a fucking discounted ticket? Right. What, what kind of come on now? That just seems like a, that's a lot, a lot. That's where, and that's why I was like, let me fit, hear the rest of this about these Lucy, drugs. If you have been in on this because you do have, you know, a physical need. If you had been in on this, I would have been like, let's get it. Like, why not? Get that good seat, girl. You shouldn't well, have what? to stand for Hamilton. But but your cousin tricking you like this, that's fucked up. Yeah. And and everything you said about your agency, like, Lucy, I feel... I mean, you taught me something. Like, you... you damn. You, you, sp- you spit some real fire here, Lucy. Lucy... Okay, the scam is you didn't come on the show and really uh, drop some gems. <laughs> I'm Lucy, thinking about changing my life <laughs> after this. I really am. Lucy, you preach it. Start the cult. Dead ass. <laughs> we joining. We signing up Period. today. I'm Period. <laughs> Can I be treasurer? <laughs> <laughs> Look at you already trying to scam. You're trying to get involved with the money and we just started the cult. God damn. <laughs> but I'll be your co-treasurer. We, we need to. We definitely need to. I'm need good to. at Excel spreadsheet. I can do as much Excel as Kelly Rowland in that music video where she was texting through Excel. Oh, if you know, you know. Oh, That's how much Excel uh, skills cut. I got. It really is. Wowzers. Guys, speaking of deep cuts, we're going to take a shallow break for some non-scam advertisements. Robbery! Back in the 90s, Pepsi and Coca-Cola were in a heated race to try and win loyal customers by any means necessary. But when Pepsi launched an ambitious promotion that encouraged people to buy Pepsi and redeem points for prizes, they overlooked their own fine print in a major way. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, Comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Like, who at Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to advertise that people could earn enough points to redeem a military jet as a prize? When they launched their Pepsi points system, they never imagined somebody might try to actually snag it. But a 23-year-old did, and suddenly, Pepsi owed him a jet. Follow the big flop wherever you get your podcasts. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Fraud! All right, guys, and we are back. And it's time for my favorite segment of the show, Historic 
hoodwinks. This is where I regale Priscilla with a famous con caper group of criminals uh, in rare form. People have been begging to have you back on the main pod. We have to do this more often because it's just... I mean... You guys need that ASMR. Y'all know I'm grading. <laughs> like cheese, honey, on the ear. Okay? Um, <laughs> but y'all still here. That's my scam. Guys, so note up top before we start this hoodwink. The story was broke by Vanity Fair's uh, Avigina Perez. Yeah, that's how you say it. Come on, Evangelina. Um, In her article series, Scene Stealer, The True Lies of Elizabeth Finch. Uh, content warning, there's going to be a lot of mentions of abuse and a little bit of suicide. We'll try to go over it with care and not linger too long. But just so you guys know, this one, uh, it answers a little bit of a dark territory at times. So this historic hoodwink, first of all, um, Marina, give me some music right here. Like some kind of like indoctrination, like maybe, uh, is Papa Circumstance free? Give me that. Guys, we have a special ceremony at the top of this historic hoodwinks. You, some of you guys know we have a hall of fame of scammers that's literally just dedicated to white women named Elizabeth. Mm. And today we're going to induct another Elizabeth. Oh my God. So for those of you guys who don't know, our first Elizabeth is Elizabeth Holmes, a black turtleneck Steve Job Isha queen. Okay, with the widest eyes and the deepest voice who made the tiny thing and stole billions of dollars from just saying she was going to make something small. And then after that, guys, we have Elizabeth Finch, the Olympic bad bitch who literally just tried every single sport until she finally scammed her way into the Olympics by default. <laughs> what an icon. Brilliant. Now we're adding a Vanity Fair-covered icon who, we're not going to tell you what she did. You're going to see. You're going to find out. But this is Lizzie Finch. Elizabeth Finch. So the Lizzie's, we got Lizzie Sweeney, we got Lizzie Holmes, we got Lizzie Finch. The Lizzie crew, the Lizzie Hall of Fame just keeps growing. Mm. And we love that for us. Yeah, all uh, scammers are named Elizabeth. <laughs> all, all you Elizabeths out there, start doing crime. It's a calling, okay? <laughs> it chose you. You didn't choose it. <laughs> Literally. And all, and all you kids out there or parents out there who want to have employed children, maybe think about the name Elizabeth. <laughs> you can spell it a, pl- a, a multiple, plethora of ways. You can put an IGH in there if you really want to get Southern with it because we love an IGH in the South. Uh, you know, a Lakin. We love a, a Lay. Uh, also, like, gender neutral. Who cares about gender? Name your son Elizabeth I so like that he it. will get a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. Name your non-binary kids Elizabeth so they will get a job. Yeah. <laughs> okay? We love it. So, guys, Elizabeth Finch. We got a photo of Elizabeth coming up top, and she's next to Debbie Allen. Now, <sighs> now, why you got to get my queen involved in this? Not Miss Debbie. <laughs> Not Miss Debbie. Now, what did Debbie do to be up, up and included? Now, Grey's Anatomy showrunner Krista Vernoff is on the right of this photo. So we'll post these on the Instagram as, as one does. Uh, but this is a photo. They all look very powerful. Bad it's bitches. giving bad bitch. It's giving yeah. boss bitch. And so this is like the photo that... We rarely get to see of her looking like this because she first began writing about her rare general fatal form of bone cancer, um, chondrosarcoma, in 2014. She caught the attention of Shondaland and soon was transforming her personal stories and experiences with her illness into episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Elizabeth ended up writing 13 episodes and produced almost 200. However, almost 10 years later, it turns out that the real-life story behind the Grey's character may not be so real. So the reason that I'm saying, like, this is a rare photo of her because Elizabeth was in cancer drag. Mm. Like she was like giving like scarves and giving like whatever oh, she wow. thought she thought that people who had cancer looked like that's what she was giving. Yes. Oh wow. Yes. So this is a rare photo to see her like not uh 
portraying someone who is Who's ill. sick, yeah. Yeah. Um, which, normally, when people dress up in costumes to do scams, I'm like, hilarious. So <laughs> funny. But for this case, I'm like, this is people's real lives. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's like, you t- it's just... If you do a Dr. Love, a Malachi Love, and you go to the dry cleaner and you get some shit embroidered on, on your white coat that you got at the medical store... Oh, you talk about Dr. Yes, the, the Dr. Little, Love. The little boy. Yes, the little boy. <laughs> the little boy. <laughs> like, that to me is hilarious. Not yeah. the shit that he did, but the costuming. But this, I'm like, I don't fuck with this, girl. Yeah, this is like, I, I always wonder about shit like this because I'm like, you know you're getting bad karma doing scams, you period. You to be. But then when you add this kind of layer, it's like the previous scam. It's like with the wheelchair. It's like when you add this extra layer, it's like... Y'all bugging. Right. And then and then there's also this this weird narcissism that we all have around people um who go through unfortunate physical situations or health situations because the thing is it's like you're always thinking like oh my God, I, I don't want this to be me or this right. could be me. You know, like we kind of all go back to ourselves and that puts a little fear in between us, you yeah. know? So it's just like you're exploiting this fear, but that fear is ripe for scams. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you always try to find a bright side, don't you? <laughs> Shit, we're about to be in a dork. We're about to be in a dork. No, we're gonna we're gonna keep it light. And I I didn't say this because I just know it, but uh, Judith pointed out, super producer, that Debbie Allen does play a character on Grey's Anatomy, and she directed some episodes. So you know, she was a bad bitch on Grey's Anatomy, which I loved and st- oh my god, just love. Um, and Grey's Anatomy is going on forever. Like Grey's I mean, Anatomy is gonna have more chapters than the Bible. Um, <laughs> I mean, my God, it's the encyclopedia it now. It's literally Wikipedia. Right. (laughs) It's just Wikipedia. (laughs) Right. It's literally, they're going to do the whole Grey's Anatomy book. (laughs) Which, if you don't know, Grey's Anatomy is a medical book. Uh I mean, you know. (laughs) I took biology, honey. You know, I took a little bio or whatever. A little AP bio or whatever. So, you know, I know about Grey's Anatomy. I've held the book or whatever. So, about Elizabeth Finch. So, Lizzie grew up in middle class, like a middle class Jewish family in the New Jersey suburbs. Come on now. <laughs> yep. So Jersey, you know the baby. vibes. You know the vibes. She was doing the turnpike. She was hanking out with Snooki hey. and the meatball. Well, Those are the things I know Snooki, about Jersey. She's not. By the show. She's not one of us, but hey, <laughs> it was a good shot. Oh, yeah. Isn't she like. She's from like. El Salvador. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. She's from like. She's from like. Yes, yeah, she is. Well, she's. But, she, but I think she was adopted really young. So she is like from. But Jersey. she's from. Sta- no, she's not from Jersey. That's oh. what I'm saying. She's from Staten Island. Oh, same shit to me. <laughs> Oop, I know it's gonna make y'all mad. I gotta go. They anyway, are the same to me. Staten Island and Where's New Jersey shit? are the same place with so the same people. Rude. No, we're it's not. It's the exact same. Pete we're very Davidson different. could also be from the shore. <laughs> um, not really, actually. Y'all wanna fight me? <laughs> be honest. Yes, yes. <laughs> I know you girls like to tussle. <laughs> so, as a young adult, her mother was diagnosed with cancer and survived. She attended Carnegie Mellon University, which was right up the street from me, CMU. I also attended there a little bit as a scam. And <laughs> USC Film School. And eventually nabbed a job as an assistant to a television writer, Rick Cleveland, which sounds like a fake name. <laughs> but it's not. Uh, this is of West Wing, Six Feet Under, and Nurse Jackie. So, let me put some respect on Rick's name. <laughs> but Rick Cleveland, you know your name sound fake. <laughs> so, Cleveland introduced her to Alan Ball. Another of true fake blood, name. <laughs> right? Ain't nobody in Hollywood got a real name. Lacey Mosley. I feel like that sounds fake. <laughs> sounds Priscilla Davies. That sounds fake. Mm, as yeah, well. it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we ain't got no real name. Uh, so 
this is where she got introduced to Alan Ball, and then she started um, working with him as a junior TV writer. That job slingshotted her into more vampire shows because this is True Blood. Remember, this is the horniest vampire show ever. It's on. She um, the shit. Was it's, it on HBO or, six, or HBO. Showbio, Showtime? Okay, it was HBO. on HBO, and it was just like the Anna Paquin, mm. the hottest British people doing vampire sex at at five uh, k speed mm. and oh, yeah. and having rock hard abs and and a little southern like they was doing some kind of Louisiana I call it like a Wakanda Louisiana yeah. well it's not really a Louisiana accent but nobody really knows baby <laughs> who, who gonna know up north who, who, who gonna, gonna know? know up north baby and we're doing a white Louisiana accent yeah, they really come ain't on gonna now. know come on now now no, black like, folks we like we've heard enough from Frida that we know this ain't it but <laughs> But white Louisiana? Oh, you got me. Hey, I was like, never heard it before. Sound good to me? It's Sound just like, like a Cajun to me. Right. <laughs> it's giving Cajun. It's giving Popeyes. It's giving Tony Charette Charette. Okay. Y'all know Tony in the green uh, season. I've, I've never met y'all, him. Y'all know Tony Charette Charette? That's that's like the Cajun seasoning. Yeah. Uh, I only mess with the Creole seasoning. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know. You know it's a difference. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there's a very sexy shot. They biting each other and humping each other, and you know, being sexy and and, and yeah. being a, and uh, being monsters. One of my favorite shows. But that show was popping. That it show was, was so good. Liddy. Okay, I love that show. Um, so then that slingshot of her into the whole vampire like mm. industry of television. So now she's doing the Vampire Diaries. Um, what other vampire show does she do? Because now she got the nickname Vampire Girl. Mm. I feel like you need to do more than two vampire <laughs> shows to be Vampire Girl. Hey, listen, when you have a fake name, it doesn't take a lot to get a nickname. Right. We crowned her very early. She did two. <laughs> That's why she started getting crazy. She was like, what else can I do with this? <laughs> I don't want to get typecast that early. Like, just two shows. Like, come on now. So the cancer diagnosis in the beginning of Elizabeth's trauma. Not long after Elizabeth announced that she had been diagnosed with chondrosarcoma and required immediate treatment, in 2014, after Elle magazine, there was like an Elle magazine article, she was scooped up by the Grey's Anatomy staff. So remember, she had the cloud being vampire girl. She did the vampire diaries. She did true blood. That is end of list. But (laughs) she's the vampire girl. So, maybe she wore black. So too. she announced, maybe she announced, like, you know, I'm going through this situation, Elle magazine, like, you know, she did this article. So then Grey's Anatomy scooped her up and staffed her. So we have a photo here that's Elizabeth. And then on the oh. right, her on screen cast. So this is her counterpart. So sometimes when you watch television shows, the writer who um, did this, that episode or just a, another writer on the staff in general might pop up and do one line, like a cameo or whatever. So instead of hiring somebody for like that one line, they'll pop in and do it. And it's like kind of a fun little Easter egg, if you know, yeah. you know. So this is her doing a and cameo. And it's also like a great way to keep like actual working actors from getting jobs. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to stand in the way of <laughs> real working actors. No, 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 no. A lot of actors are hyphenists. I mean, and writers are hyphenists. Yeah. So they're trying to still get their screen time while they're in the room. Bitch, I'm not me. mad at it. <laughs> Write yourself in. He's like, you know what? This would be a great part for me. <laughs> I'm actually naming it after myself. So, and then writers love to flex and be like, I named the character after you. I have had writers who be like, I named them Lacey for you. And I'm like, don't be trying to. <laughs> but give me the role, though. Right? Don't have nobody else playing me. But anyway. So she's pictured here in her cameo looking hella serious and, you know, getting her acting on, getting her little acting book. Um, With about 16 other writers, Elizabeth participated in a room that used personal stories, past humiliations, and dark secrets for writing fodder. So if you've never been in a writer's room, which I'm sure most of the uh, audience here hasn't, um, 
it's basically a room full of people like shooting the shit, like telling stories, um, relating, you know, like and then getting plot vehicles and, you know, pitching yeah. and, and writing jokes and like live and pitching on each other's jokes. And so it's kind of a personal space. Yeah. And it gets a little dicey when it comes to like HR and stuff because you don't want to be inappropriate because, you know, you don't want to make people uncomfortable. But right. at the same time. Part of your job, if part of your job is like True Blood, where it's like, okay, so now we're going to have them fucking at 20K speed. <laughs> Write that down. Yeah. Like, it's like there are going to be sexual situations or whatever. So, but they, everyone's learning now to handle it with a bit more gravitas. But that also applies to like, if someone's telling a story about how they have cancer, like, nobody in the room is going to be like, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, <laughs> no, who, you don't. Who like, would? who would do that? Who would? That's psychotic behavior. So every time that she showed up to the Grey's Anatomy writer's room, it was seen as an act of bravery as she was in the midst mm. of her chemo trials. Mm. Elizabeth's illness lent her a certain level of impunity and otherwise precarious high-stress in, uh, environments. So normally, you know, they're trying to turn out Grey's Anatomy doing like 50, 11 episodes uh, a year. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, I know they tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> they hear that song. Do, 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 Season 90 of Grey's Anatomy. Miss Shonda, please, can I get some water? <laughs> Miss Shonda, please. I can't do any more fake surgeries. <laughs> please, please. I can't put on another set of gloves, please, Miss Shonda. I need to get out of here. <laughs> I haven't seen no, me listen, baby in three sh- years. Them Shonda checks good. I know they sit over there like, child, I'll be over here crying every week if that's what is necessary. Who get hit yeah. by an ambulance this week? <laughs> Who got hit by several buses? Okay, I'll be out there. Um, So, you know, they need to turn in these episodes. They need to do all this editing. But she is using this fake illness to kind of get over and be like, oh, well, you know, y'all, I would turn in my episode on time, but my my disease hurt today. So (laughs) my disease really acting. It's flaring. It's It's really acting crazy. Oh, wow, that was my disease. I got to go, y'all. Exactly. Somebody finish writing this. Like, (laughs) you know, like, we're joking because she's not real. But, you know, it's like really fucked up. I can't get over it. So... When she spoke, people listened. When she missed her deadline, senior writers were pulled in to help and pick Damn. up the slack. And she rarely returned the favor. Ooh. Which is like, girl. And that's the other, it's like, and this is where. You done already scammed your way into this writer's room. You can't even just be a good writer to other writers. That's my thing about scams in general, y'all. It's like, come the fuck on. You got to finesse the scam. Also, like, you don't have to scam anymore. You made it to the promised land. You, you already got all these jobs. Why not just act like a professional now? It, it, yeah, she had to be. In, well, I mean, look, look at their scam. I mean, that tells yeah, us everything that we That tells us everything we know. <laughs> This is this is not just about getting into rooms. This person has like a ego complex. Yeah. So any opposition to her ideas was met with a very dramatic tantrums. Wow. And she a rude bitch. Damn. I thought Shonda had to know. Well, she wouldn't. Have, she had a no asshole policy, but she couldn't. She, yeah. she couldn't enforce it. No, mm. I mean, and also like if you're writing the show that has like a billion iterations of hospital stuff, like the more specificity you can get, like someone who has, and she did have experiences because her mother went through chemo, so I think she must have been like at you know at the treatments, like writing everything down, like <laughs> how your mouth tastes, mom, like oh my you, God. like what what y'all put in the Abby? Yeah, no, I'm just taking oh notes. My like, God. yeah, yeah. Taking pictures of everything. Right. <laughs> her mom's like, oh my God, she cares about my health so much. And meanwhile, she over here stealing her whole story. Right. Um, I'm editorializing. I don't know if she really did that, but I think Elizabeth gives the vibe. I know she, she did probably it. did. I know she did it. <laughs> I know 100%. in my soul. So 
2017, Elizabeth stated that she needed a kidney transplant. After her surgery, according to one of her staffers, she thanked Anna Paquin, with whom she had become friends with on True Blood. It's unclear how she attributed Paquin's help, and Paquin has denied all involvement. Like, Anna Paquin had to come out and be like, I did not give this woman a kidney. <laughs> yeah, or did she? What no, Anna says she didn't. So what the Imagine f- having to get with your publicist and be like, okay, so how do we delicately say, look, I didn't give this woman a kidney? But why did she thank Anna Paquin? Because she's messy. <laughs> she's like, what is Anna going to say? And it wasn't until this started to come out as a scandal that Anna was like, oh, no, I wasn't involved. But at the time, what is Anna going to say? Like, no, I had to give her a kidney. Right, or like, right, fuck right, that bitch and her right. kidneys. You like, just, yeah, what you going to do? On. Yeah. Yeah. So in late October, and that elevates her status, right? Because it's like, she's like, thank you so much, Beyonce. For this kidney. Exactly. It makes her look good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in late 2018, a national tragedy occurred when 11 people were, excuse, um, we'll put a content warning here. So in 2018, a national tragedy occurred when 11 people were gunned down at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The day after, Elizabeth started telling people that a friend of hers from college bitch. was one of the victims. Oh, Elizabeth. What did you it's it's called it's like a little bit at a time, guys. Not too much. Also, like you still already have one full like a disease scam going. Like you don't need another one. People already have so much sympathy for you. Also, like this is fucking weird. Also, it's giving Munchausen. It is. I have a a, a girl that I know. Um, I'm not gonna say her name because she might actually hear this. But the, a girl that I know in middle school when 9/11 happened. She told everybody that her uncle died in 9-11. Now, look, that's a better attention scam because a lot of people died in 9-11. So how are we going to find this girl uncle? You know what I mean? You got middle names. You got people twice removed. Right. You got, like, this is 11 people. Yeah. We're going to figure this out. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, the day after Elizabeth started telling people that a friend of hers, you know, was a victim, a few months later, Elizabeth was also saying that she had helped clean up the remains of her friend I'm from the synagogue it. floor. I said, this... Now, you, you need your ass a raggedy beat. hoe. You need... Elizabeth, I don't know if we actually gonna put you in the Hall of Fame. We might have to boot you out. We like, you gotta go... <laughs> yeah. Where, where's Hitler at? <laughs> where, what what Hall one? of Fame is he in? Yeah, we gotta put you in one of those, girl. We like, I know they always... Black people say, I don't have a hell for him. I'm like, we might have to make one. <laughs> We have to come up with one because this is terrible. So not long after, Elizabeth introduced another troubled character on Grey's Anatomy, a surgeon named Joe Wilson, portrayed by Camilla Ludington. Joe's storyline was centered around confronting her own past as an abused wife and learning that she was the product of a sexual assault. God damn it, Elizabeth. This is just a lot of trauma. Um, at the end of the season, Elizabeth told her employee that she was suffering PTSD due to the events in Pittsburgh and went to Arizona to check into a mental health facility. So, okay. basically, Joe Wilson's storyline that she created on Grey's Anatomy was supposed to be about her own past as an abused wife. Okay. And and so it's triggering her now. Yeah. And also remember that the, the shooting and then she was like, that's also a part of it. So Also the disease that she made up. <laughs> and her landlord's pissing her off as well, right? Her elevator don't work. <laughs> no. And in that case, I believe everything she's saying. Oh, God. <laughs> so she checked in under the name Joe and told the story of how she suffered PTSD. So remember, Joe is the character that, that she, she created, created yeah. for, jo- for Grey's Anatomy. Now she's showing up to Arizona talking about her name is Joe. <sighs> 
and that she suffered PTSD due to the abuse. Now it's of her brother, Eric. It's not of her husband. Now, why oh. Eric is, I know Eric's like, why am I in it? <laughs> now, why I am I in it? <laughs> Who can you like this bitch again? <laughs> a, a fucking again? A fucking again? Yo, you don't ever cross paths with Lizzie because she about to put you in a storyline real quick. She's like, "Hey, what's your name? First and last. <laughs> First and last. Okay. Your mother's maiden as well. <laughs> yeah, you got a middle name. Yeah, where you from? <laughs> okay, tell me. You just sitting at the bar. Lizzie come in." <laughs> You, you bartended. You're like, oh, yeah, let me get a rum and coke. And also all the traumas that have happened <laughs> in your, your life. Give me your saddest story. Yeah, that's how. That's my icebreaker. It's like, what's your saddest story? <laughs> you don't mind if I'm typing right now, Right, yeah, in full detail. No, th- this is recording, but it's not going anywhere. <laughs> right. Like, girl. So Elizabeth meets Jennifer. While there, Elizabeth met... Why is this coming into play? And we're, jo- we're joking about this, and literally it's right here. Elizabeth met Jennifer Byer, a registered nurse from Kansas receiving treatment for severe PTSD from her abusive 18-year-old marriage to a man named Brendan. <sighs> oh, we already know what Elizabeth finna do. <laughs> I feel so, a new character coming on. Oh, the, the pair quickly became friends, bonding over healing from their trauma, and saw the same therapist... Carly. Mm. When Elizabeth's parents came to visit, her separate truths collided and she had to admit that her name wasn't Joe. So now her family showed up and they're like, hey, Lizzie, what's good? How you feel? She's like, shut up, shut up, mom. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. It's Joe now. Call me Joe. Bitch. Call me Joe. Oh, bitch. <laughs> You know, I won't lie. There was always a time in my life where I wish I could cuss my pa- my parents out like white kids be cussing their parents out. Are you kidding? Ooh, a like, dream. Mom, mom, you fucking bitch. Fuck you, cunt mom. <laughs> Hoe bag bitch. <laughs> Yo, I couldn't even be in my room frowning. I swear to God, my mom could hear me frown. But like, I know you ain't in there frowning. Okay. And I know you ain't in there frowning. Like, <laughs> Literally can hear, like, the tendons right. <laughs> stretching into a frown. I remember when I was a kid and I gave my mom the finger. She was walking away. And my brother saw me and he held that shit over my head. She didn't see me. He saw me and he held that shit over my head for that 30 years. Black, <laughs> black man can't never hold bitches. Yes, he held. He was like, I'm going to tell mom. I'm going to tell mom give her the finger that one day. <laughs> he had that over my head for years. Well, guess I'm going to tell you that one day in 2003, you gave her the finger. <laughs> guess what, mom? Now she's going to know. I'm telling, I'm telling know. the truth. Oh, no, I'm going to be in there. Ooh, all my stuffed animals have been my parents at some point getting <laughs> cussed out, just getting reamed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fighting them. <laughs> Period. But... <laughs> So her parents come and they do all this shit, right? They're, they're like basically like being honest because they don't know she out here lying. So it was her parents' first time hearing anything about the abuse that she claimed that her brother inflicted upon her. And Jennifer had no idea that she had ever had cancer. But both parties were open to accepting these new facts. So they were like, okay, well, if you say so, girl, like, Sure. Meanwhile, Jennifer continued to receive threatening and angry text messages from her husband, which led to increased security at the facility. Soon after, Elizabeth reported that her brother was also close to finding out where she was. So now she's trying to one-up. She's a one-upper. I'm sick of your ass. If I was in that group meeting, you know, the the group sessions with her, I'd be fighting that bitch. Oh, really? You too, bitch? So your black mom did that to you? (laughs) Really? Because I don't think you're a Negro. Like me. I can't. It's like, what are you, girl? So, so this real woman, Jennifer, is like, hey, you know, I just don't feel safe. And Elizabeth's like, ah, 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 I also don't uh, feel safe. Um, I heard a knock at the door. I imagine her sliding in Tom Cruise style. That's my brother. 
inside. Like, what was something? So, something happened? Me too. To me too. No, yeah, me worse. Me worse, actually. <laughs> what did she say? And it was way better and way more hor- horrible-ish <laughs> and horribler. It was the most horriblest <laughs> thing I ever did. No, what did you say your thing was? I just want to make sure my thing is worse. And, and your brother is, is Mike? Mine was from Trike. I feel like anytime they do a sharing circle in these therapies, Lizzie try to make sure she go last at the circle. She's like, no, can we go clockwise? Because we had went counterclockwise before. Just I just need to be last. Lizzie be fighting for that last seat. She's like, who's in my seat? The fuck up. Well, she's like, yeah, she in prison. Now she got to unbuck up everybody. She's showing up an hour early to group. Like, I just got to make sure I got the last word. Okay. Like, girl, you need help. The, group, the therapist is like, you don't always have to sit next to me, Lizzie. Yes, right? I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Lizzie, you don't have to take notes. No, I do. I Absolutely. do. It's just because I need to write down. Lizzie asking for the Wi Fi <laughs> password during the session. She got to Google. She got to get on WebMD, get a new, spicier disease. No, Liz. Uh, Liz, we are uninducting you right now. Because yeah. this is this She's is pissing me off. We might have to uninduct all of you, except for Swainey. She just scammed the Olympics. The rest of y'all scammed real people. And it was bad. So, <laughs> so when the women left the facility, Elizabeth went back to her Hollywood life and began to openly speak about her trauma, which bore remarkable similarities to mm. Jennifer's. Mm. Mm. Meanwhile, Jennifer's abusers stalked and terrified her. She ended up living in a shelter and was only allowed to see her children for one hour a week under supervision. So Jennifer's really living a rough-ass life. And Elizabeth, again, if you're going to scam, just like when your writers were helping you make deadlines, you never helped them. If you're going to take Lizzie's story, and I know how much you're getting per episode if you're, like, producing episodes as a writer. And this is one of the most successful shows that ABC's ever had. And the the ratings have continuously been popping. So I know you're making a check. So you couldn't even just help Jenny out with, like, I don't know, an apartment situation. Or, like, she's supposed to be your homegirl. And you got her, you let her live in shelters while you steal her whole likeness. While you buy for bar. And that's, it's the same shit she did in the fucking, in the writer's room. You know you're not writing shit. You're showing up late every day. But you don't return the favor for the people who are hooking you up. It's like, bitch, this is, see, if she had done right by people, she probably we could have kept this grip going. Yeah, like this is people got tired of your motherfucking ass. That's what it was. I mean, I've known you for twelve minutes, and I hate your guts. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Jennifer's going through it. Just as her mental health began to deteriorate again under the pressure and lack of support, Elizabeth invited Jennifer to come stay with her in California at a house owned by Anna Paquin. That's why she thanked her. <laughs> Because Jenny probably started calling was like, I'm just, I don't, and then Elizabeth got a little nervous. It was like, uh-oh, she might start talking. Uh-oh. So though Elizabeth said she owned part of this house, Lies. Anna was like, girl, that's not true. She's on nobody's deed. Nowhere. I be- uh, Yeah. Nowhere to be found. I'm not not, not on the mailbox. <laughs> okay. Amazon don't know her. UPS don't know her. No, nobody. Nobody knows her. The gate man don't know her. So at this point, we're going to really skirt skirt. The two began to fall in love. <laughs> I hate this story. Go ahead. <laughs> what? what? Several months later, right before a court date with Brendan, this is Jennifer's ex. Uh, oh, Jennifer received some nudes that he had um, took his own life. This is, I'm sorry, guys. There's a lot of darkness in this one. Um, we'll put lots of content warnings. But um, he took his own life. Two weeks later, Elizabeth wrote a following email to the writing staff at Grey's Anatomy. Um, I'm going to let y'all go ahead and guess what's going to be in this email, okay? <laughs> so this is what she wrote before going on a Hawaiian vacation. Hey, all. I'm going to be gone because my brother... How did the brother die? Mm. Remember, the brother was the one who was abusing her, right, in her stories. The brother passed away. 
I'm not, by his own hands. Yeah, we already know. Uh, I say this not because I need or want anything from anyone. I'm not a delicate that's flower called, that's called or whatever. Psychology. I just want people to know I'm still here, still part of the team. Miss y'all, Finchy. Hey, y'all, a personal tragedy happened to me. I don't need anything. Uh, I mean, if you're not a good person, I understand not wanting to help me during this difficult <laughs> time because you, you worship the I devil. I get it. You've never, ever wanted to get a bereavement package together. Are you queuing on? That's why you probably don't want to help me. That makes um, sense. That, but you're, yeah. you're racist, right? Right, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I told you I have a strong black mom. No, anyway. <laughs> okay, but I do. <laughs> so anyways, um, if y'all don't want to help, I understand completely. Benji. <laughs> Benji, remember besties? Like, this is so sick. Like, Benji, you need... You, this is this is beyond. So yeah. we're gonna move past this, but that's so fucked. So that Thanksgiving, a month after Brendan's, uh, you know, passing away, Elizabeth proposed to Jennifer. They got married as quickly as possible to be able to apply for a legal adoption of Jennifer's children who had taken to calling Elizabeth Joe Mama. <laughs> I have feelings about that name. So <laughs> Joe, Joe is Mama. one of the made-up names that Elizabeth gave herself, and now they're calling her Mama. They and also her like, Joe Mama. Yeah, it felt like, who is this, woman Valderrama? Like, what's going on? Right. Uh, this is a little bit of a longer one, guys. So the truth begins to come out. Mm. Soon after their engagement is when the threads of Elizabeth's massive web of lies begin to fray. Now, Elizabeth, I don't know why you thought you were going to bring Jennifer into your home, someone you've lied to all, like, you know, y'all getting together, get married, you're with her children, and you think that she's not going to realize that you've been lying to her, like, it yeah, was your because, full-time job? Right, because they're calling her Joe Mama, but hasn't she already been outed as Elizabeth by her parents back exactly. at the... I guess she just told him that she started. I don't know what she lied <laughs> She's to. She's like, but, this is my new identity. Yeah, I, I go by Elizabeth. I also go by Joe Finchie. I'm these kids' moms <laughs> now. Um, mom. Just call me mom. <laughs> like, this is some wild ass shit. So, uh, you know, Jennifer starts to pick up my shit. One night, Elizabeth complained of excruciating pain and needed to go to the hospital, worried about kidney stones. At the hospital, Elizabeth didn't say much about her medical history to the doctor. So Jennifer had to explain that she had had cancer and only one working kidney. When the doctor came back, he told Jennifer her kidneys look fine. Elizabeth chalked it off to them not caring about her pain, which is a thing that happens to women in, like, she's really taking advantage of a lot of the struggles that happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that happens. Women get ignored at the doctor all the time. So she doesn't think anything of it. One day, Jennifer, now suspicious, went through Elizabeth's socials all the way back to the day of the Pittsburgh shooting. She discovered that Elizabeth had been out that day with a friend, in addition to the following day when she was supposedly, remember she said that she went to the shooting to, like, get her friend's body? Oh, Lord. Yeah, she was supposed to be cleaning, yeah. She was really at Chipotle or whatever. Like, she wasn't... (laughs) It wasn't necessarily at Chipotle, but she was, like, not in town. She was not where she said that she was. Right. She also found photos of when Elizabeth was supposedly undergoing chemo and losing hair, except for she had full eyebrows with her bald head. Now, that can happen, but it's not typical, but it can happen. And I'm not going to speak too much on any of that. So acting on suspicion, Jennifer later asked Elizabeth about the medication she was on, and she listed one that was known as an extremely toxic uh, medication that had no that she had no reason to be taking. Eventually, Jennifer confronted Elizabeth. So basically, she was on WebMD. Like, what drugs am I supposed to be on? Okay, these is the ones. I'm I on. just I just want to say, Jennifer, when you're doing research on WebMD to find out whether or not your partner is lying to you, you you've are 
you you know <laughs> you know you're but already in you remember Jennifer's coming from a very traumatic past she's true, had true, 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 this true. kind of toxic person in her life before she probably you know is questioning a little bit of reality here true, being true, obviously true. being gaslit by the biggest gaslighter of them all yeah like true. this gaslighter this is a gas uh, stove <laughs> this 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 bitch is a gas fireplace this is a flamethrower <laughs> right like <laughs> At this point, we this is a gas fire pit, like them Texas saying and bomb. This is a gas bonfire, like nigga, what? Like you up against like a one, like a professional, like mm. criminal liar. So she's looking into all this stuff. She's like, she's not even needing to take these medications. Eventually, Jennifer confronted Elizabeth and was rewarded with half truths that Elizabeth had had chemo but recovered and continued to pretend that she had it. After oh. pushing, Elizabeth eventually admitted to it all but maintained that she did those things because of the abuse that she experienced from her brother. Oh. Jennifer felt hopelessness and requested Elizabeth tell her friends everything. So she was like, you need to tell everybody the truth. Like, stop lying. Like, bitch, it's over. It's a wrap. Yeah. So they didn't seem to care enough that she lied, even though she told them Jennifer was spiraling because of her own trauma conflated with Elizabeth and Brendan. One of the darkest points came when Jennifer was desperate to talk to anyone and reached out to her therapist, Carly. That was when she learned that Elizabeth had already hired her privately. Mm. Jennifer relied on Carly's reports to show the court that she was a stable and fit mother in order to regain full custody of her children. By bringing Carly into her interpersonal circle, which also begs the question by what code of ethics was Carly following? Because your doctor not supposed to be showing up at cocktail hour. (laughs) You're not supposed to have a pool party and then your doctor there. You're not supposed to be like, not your therapist, like... I'm like, oh, shit, I got to call my therapist and invite her. (laughs) (laughs) Your therapist is not supposed to be in the club, in the bottle section, I feel like. Elizabeth had at least a peripheral level of control over Jennifer's custody of her children. So basically, she was like, I'll help you hire this therapist to prove that you're a fit mother, but also I'm hiring this person, so now I have access to them and I have access to your records. Yo, Jennifer is, like, maniacal. Like, she's Mm -hmm. not even... Elizabeth is. Oh, sorry. See, see, Elizabeth got me talking crazy about Jennifer. (laughs) Uh, Elizabeth is... Yeah, this is, like... Elizabeth, you're going to hell. Yeah, Elizabeth, this is really bad. Um, we can't even stand you. You're making this episode not fun, I Elizabeth. Know, right? I'm not having a good time anymore. I want to like, fight. I want to have fun and laugh. And bitch, you got us over here having to be sad as fuck because you evil as hell. Like, right? goddamn, bitch. Fuck? Like, you gonna do some funny shit. You got to be doing horrible things to people, Elizabeth. You uh. raggedy bitch. Okay, so Jennifer's like, oh shit, like we down bad, yassi yassi. Um. <laughs> Jennifer began to watch her life play out in Grey's Anatomy episodes in a bizarre nightmare between the Joe character and the new therapist character, Carly, played by Rachel Bay Jones. So she didn't even name the therapist character Carly, just messing with her. Because the the real name of the therapist is Carly. That's wild. And this is a very talented actress, Rachel Bay Jones. And now you got to watch like one of the bad bitches pretending to be your therapist. Mm. Disgusting. Jennifer, and it's not Rachel's fault. Jennifer <laughs> felt alone without support and contemplated, you know, she just was in a dark place. Her children were scared and Joe Mama only nursed those fears. Since mm. Jennifer wanted to work with Elizabeth in marriage therapy during which she requested Elizabeth confess to everyone she lied to, news of her confession spread. And when Jennifer put was like put on the pressure... 
to Elizabeth, Elizabeth told her she was filing for divorce. So she was like, okay, girl, I ain't telling everybody the truth now. Damn, like, all right, let's <laughs> Bitch, go. sign the papers. Bitch, all right, we're going to the courthouse. <laughs> you asking too damn much. What's that Neo song about divorce? That's what we doing. Um, leave that ring right there, girl, because I ain't telling no more truths, girl. <laughs> what, you want me to be a good person? <laughs> oh, my God, the ghetto. But still, Jennifer continued to fear that Elizabeth would sue for custody of her children. Because remember, she's gotten involved in her kids' lives. Oh, Lord. So this is when Grey's Anatomy finds out. With the rumors spreading, Grey's Anatomy staffers dug a little deeper into Elizabeth. They discovered that Eric Finch was still alive. Remember, that she didn't kill her brother That's her brother. She killed him off. And she made him abuse her. Yeah. They was like, um, Eric is very much alive and very much um, breathing. And they found out that Elizabeth never had cancer and that many of the stories that she told us her own weren't actually hers. Mm. The network declined to open a deeper investigation when Elizabeth announced a leave of absence. <laughs> so they were like, you know what? We don't even... Quit, bitch. Quit. <laughs> Quit right now. Fuck that leave of absence bullshit. And, and no, we're not firing you. You're not getting service. Quit right now. We bullying you. Okay. Hello, this is Disney. We, we were, th- were throwing hands. She really thought, she was like, I'll just take a leave of absence. It's fine. They'll get over it in a few weeks. I'll come back as a new person. <laughs> it was a knock at the door and it was like, Hello, it's me, Minnie Mouse. You lying, bitch. Right? <laughs> your shit and go. <laughs> And don't say a word. Oh <laughs> it's my, my God. Mickey Mouse. It's bad. Um, but yeah, she was fucking with the wrong ones. They were like, get your shit and go. So as the details start to unfurl, Elizabeth has hired Andrew Brettler as her divorce lawyer, who has previously represented Prince Andrew and oh, Army Hammer. This ain't good, girl. If you gotta hire a lawyer who represents just like scumbags. This ain't good, girl. <laughs> That means you're a scumbag. Right. She hired the lawyer for the Zodiac Killer. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> How much crime have you done? <laughs> nah, well, you got to go see if anybody from OJ team left. You, you really know you, That's you not down a good bad. Look. That's a really bad look. So Jennifer's also still grappling with her own loss as the divorce proceedings begin. And Elizabeth's friends are trying to understand her motivation for her actions. They're like, why would you do this? Right? Like, we liked you. Just as as a person. <laughs> but did y'all, it sounded like Lizzie was a bitch. <laughs> right, yeah. It's not giving nice. It's, it's all giving manipulation. It's all giving me, me, me. Yeah. Everything I'd about, be about me. Yeah, it just makes you think, like, what her life was like, even outside of, like, work. It just seems like, bitch, you were just miserable. Right, and, and you needed so much attention. Why did yeah. you need this level of attention? Let's Hollywood have, wasn't enough. Like, let, this is where you go when your parents don't give you enough hugs. Like, right? and, and you did it. You succeeded. Right. And you're working. And, like, you're the vampire girl. <laughs> you were the, Yeah, you were already the vampire girl before you was the greatest anatomy girl. You could have just kept stealing the stories you were stealing. Yeah, girl. Yeah, girl, you are a villain. I wonder what Eric feels. I wonder how, if he's like... Can we get Eric on line one? Right? <laughs> Somebody call Eric. We just want to talk. Hello? Talk to us about your sister, your lying ass sister. Right? Time for scammer of the week. Hopefully, this will be something lighter because I don't really like I don't really like Lizzie. <laughs> yeah, oh, is she in jail? Like, do we know what happened to her? I don't know. if She's in jail. I don't think so. I think she might. I don't know if if, if this is a jailable. I think yeah, you can be a liar mm. to a certain extent. I think you can be a liar. Mm. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, lying isn't fully illegal. <laughs> we don't have to throw them under the jail. <laughs> Not the liars. Okay. <laughs> now lying in court, then they'd be like, okay. Put them wrists out. We got some bracelets for you. But right, right, I think right. you could just lie casually to <laughs> your friends streets, and family. Anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> to your job. Your therapist named Carly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Scammer of the Week. This is where we highlight a charlatan who's worthy of our praise or maybe not like Elizabeth's old raggedy ass. Um, but today we're talking about one Georgia police officer. Uh, 
Boo. (laughs) (laughs) It's already starting problematically. Wow. Okay. So he's fighting con artists from the beyond. Uh Uh-uh. What? Not you, Casper, of... (laughs) Ruining people's lives. Not you coming back from... So retired Atlanta police sergeant Stanford Pearson says that a con artist named Juan Crosby used the name of his business, Sunrise Construction Company, to defraud a DeKalb County church out of tens of thousands of dollars in 2018. First of all, Mm. what a name. Juan Crosby. (laughs) Are you, do you play, like, uh, hockey? Are you Ben Crosby's Latino brother? (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Juan Crosby also doesn't sound like a real name. Welcome to the non-real name clubs, Juan. Uh, But so, yeah, he used the name Sunrise Construction Company to defraud this DeKalb County church. Uh, And this was in 2018. I don't think there's anything wrong with defrauding churches. They're defrauding the people. Yeah, they're not paying taxes. It's just the flow of energy. It's the flow of money. Yes, I don't know. I think that's just called getting your money. He got blessed. <laughs> he got blessed by the church. It's reverse time. Church supposed to be benevolent. Okay. So, so God why not? gave me this money. Yes, yeah, what it's giving. Yeah. It's giving a blessing. Amen. <laughs> I don't know. It's giving tithes, <laughs> offerings. I don't know. So the con artist has struck a deal to build a million-dollar new building for a local church. First St. Paul. Ow, African Hell, Methodist now, Episcopal. Now. Wait a minute. Come on, Juan. Come on, Juan. <laughs> Juan Crosby. Juan Parquet. Come on. Senor Crosby, no. (laughs) You're supposed to steal from Joel Austin. You're not supposed to steal from the black uh, American scammer, church scammers. Yeah, we know know this Reverend definitely got on Gator Boots and Gucci suits, okay? (laughs) You know, we We know know. he ain't got no job, but he stays sharp. Okay. Okay, we 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 know know he's he's doing all kind of bad shit back behind there. We know. (laughs) He messing with so-and-so and misses and... Right. He definitely got several mistresses sitting in the front pews. And some of them are not of age. Yeah, we're looking at you. Yeah, we're looking at you. Yeah. Okay, we know we know he got everybody fanning with Martin Luther King, donated fans from the local funeral home, and he's saving money wherever he can. We know. <laughs> but this is like, for black, like, like Methodists or like if you're a missionary Baptist or Baptist, like there is a joke amongst all of us. Even Episcopalians, like, the building fund. Oh, I don't know this. So the build a fund is where the church is always kind of like, hey, we about to have, uh, we're going to build a new church. Our congregation is growing. So everybody, if you could tithe on your income, you could also do the benevolence offering. And if you could contribute to the building fund. Yeah. So to help us build a new church. But oh. the church usually don't get built for a real, real long time or maybe never. Okay. So these people were actually going to build the church with the building wow. fund. So it's extra fucked up. It's extra fucked up because they actually won't do it. Wow. Juan Crosby, how could you do this <laughs> to us? He had even begun pulling permits under the name of another company, but the work was never finished. So he was sending them the permits like, oh, see, we got we got the city involved. How are you going to do that to a Negro church? <laughs> we ain't did nothing to you. Okay, wait. This oh, is, he got started. He got started. It's some Raza. It's looking very wiry to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's giving, like, you know, the mobile homes that be made out of, like, uh, tin, and they drop them it's, off. It's giving a wire barn. Yeah. It's not giving we're going to have central AC. Mm. For sure. I've never seen a building look like this before <laughs> now that I'm looking at it. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Who wants, señor? Por qué? 
Why would you? Yeah, I've never seen a construction look like this in my life. I haven't either. Why was you doing this yourself? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I got y'all, okay? Jesus. Now, he's just, it's just him on the site. Nobody else. <laughs> It's like he just put a bunch of gates together in the he shape went to of a Home house. Depot and was like, "No, I got it." <laughs> no, yeah, pull the put a cart around. <laughs> I need a building's worth of supplies. <laughs> Wait, did that picture have the pastor angrily looking at <laughs> from the back? <laughs> oh no! It's just that's crazy. This site is crazy. Anyway, now the alleged froster has passed on, mm. and Sergeant Pearson, this is the cop, remember? Oh right, could be on the hook for tens of thousands of dollars for a contract that he never agreed to. Pearson's first learned of the whole operation when he was served a lawsuit for the construction project that he was supposed to be building. Now, hmm? He began investigating himself. I knew I had never been on the property. I knew I had never heard of the church or any of the people involved in the lawsuit. It turns out that the con artist, Juan Crosby, went... (laughs) went to his church, but passed away in 2020. A judge had ordered Pearson and a group of subcontractors to pay the church more than $25,000 in damages due to half finishing the building. Pearson and his lawyers are appealing the judge's decision. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with the police having to pay for yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Juan, I'm back on your side. Uh, you know what? Rest in peace, papi. <laughs> <laughs> Te quiero mucho, Juan. Uh, rest in peace. We, we love you. As long as the black people don't have to pay, I'm okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of okay either way. I don't know how. See, this is what you get. You were a retired Atlanta police sergeant, Stanford Pearson. Why are you getting involved? Right? Okay, it's because Juan used his, his company company's... business name, so he didn't even know. Yeah, so he was just, yeah, he was just living his best. Stanford, you know, just like Elizabeth, they say all the chickens come to roost. So, child, okay. whatever you did when you was being 12, mm. now you owe this black church $25,000. <laughs> so pay up. Pay up. Because <laughs> we know what you did. <laughs> we don't exactly know, but we do know. <laughs> Get that gate house out of here. <laughs> Gatehouse Finish church. building house. Sergeant, you, you retired, <laughs> ain't you? Get your little hammer and finish building it <laughs> You thing. have. He actually has a business. Do it. Yeah, right. Get your business involved. Get the community working. All right, guys. That brings us to the end of a very interesting uh. episode. <laughs> it's a wild one. I'm so sorry. Um, but you guys, y'all were tagging me in this, so this is your fault. Hey. Yeah, I'm blaming you. I'm blaming you. I want you to know that. But guys, Priscilla, we always ask. Where would you like to be found? Oh, I've actually been waiting for this moment for a while now. (laughs) You can find me at Pris the Goddess (laughs) across all platforms because I I finally got a name that I can use across all platforms. I'm so proud of myself. (laughs) Pris the Goddess on all platforms? All platforms. Y'all, if y'all listen to this show religiously, y'all know that this is actually fucking wild because every time Priscilla, either on this show or our show, she's like, so she's like, she's like, all right, um, Priscilla, um, a black queen, oh, zero, zero, nine, two, four, five, so six, not a bot seven. Uh, that's just on Instagram. Now, if you want to follow me on TikTok, I am a bot one too. it's uh, not a hotep, but uh, do love an onk, <laughs> queen sister 35. It's true. Yeah, it was all different. It was a struggle. When they found you, I was like, they was really working to find you, they sis. Were. Like the F to be in the eye. 
Uh, guys, as always, snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure scams are retired because we don't want to what? Yes, fuck up yo bag. And if you want to find me and my shenanigans, Instagram hates me now. They don't, they suppress all my posts. It looks me like too. I bought my followers. Instagram is shaking me down. They're holding y'all hostage. I turn on post notifications, I guess, if you want to see my ass on vacation or, or throwing yeah. ass or making jokes on Instagram story because um, Mark Zuckerberg fully was like, we're done with your black ass. You're not sharing these reels. I You're agree. not making these reels. We try to be TikTok. You raggedy bitch. What are you doing? So D-I-V-A, L-A-C-I, Diva Lacey on all platforms. You might have to really search to see me. <laughs> Put that little bell on or something. <laughs> Fuck that bell. But, right. I'm, try- I'm trying to get out a bat signal or something, Jesus. Because <laughs> when I tell you, Instagram was like, bitch, we- who are you? We don't know you. Right. It literally looks like I bought my followers. I've never bought a follower, y'all. I swear. They're not bots. Yeah. At least I don't think I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but uh, guys, you can find us there. Uh, season two of iCarly streaming now on Paramount Plus. Guys, confessions—the reason that we, we're we're doing this episode—we'll be back on the fourteenth of July. Get yes, into yes. it. We're doing these French episodes. Independence Day. Yes, and they're very fun. <laughs> we're having. In case you were wondering, do you so do you fuck with the French? No, don't answer that. Just uh, listen either way. <laughs> Don't be xenophobic. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, you know, I don't fuck with the French. Okay, get your croissant <laughs> on with a little cheese. All right, uh, congregation wowzers. Hey, <laughs> scheming. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Do you know someone struggling to figure out their mental health benefits? The Mental Health Insurance Assistance Office is here to help. Find us at insurance.ohio.gov slash G-E-T-M-H-I-A or call us at 855-438-6442. Don't wait. The Mental Health Insurance Assistance Office can help you figure out what mental health insurance benefits may be in their plan. Call us today at 855-438-6442. Legend has it, underneath the NJM Insurance Offices lies a mysterious room of long-forgotten, moldy mascot memorabilia, often pitched by ad agencies, always rejected by NJM. Is it real? We may never know. But what is real is NJM's dedication to doing what's right for their customers. Astoundingly, they're proud to put policyholders first. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. Learn more at NJM.com.